0: Please rate and review this in the app store because I want this to be discoverable for others so they can navigate their careers. Hope you enjoy the episode. So James, um, give the people what they want. Who are you? What do you do? And then we'll just go from there.
1: Yeah. I mean, elevator pitch if I've ever ever had to do one, right? You know, yeah. I, uh, I've been in recruiting a long time and, and I have had a lot of experiences in recruiting. I've been at lots of levels of recruiting. I've been lots of types of recruiting. And so I, I, I like to think that, that uh, I know a fair amount about it, I guess. Um, you know, today I'm working at, a, at a, an autonomous vehicle startup and uh, we're focused on recruiting some of the hardest to recruit for tech positions like roboticists and hardware engineers and and very, very sophisticated software people. Um, and so what, you know, what a lot of my day-to-day looks like is, is talking to folks like the crowd here and... Uh, and others out there in the market that are either looking for a job or got their heads down, working hard at what their job is, and I'm trying to take them from that to my to my company. Um, you know how recruiters do, right? We have lots of contacts, lots of reach outs, oh. and a lot of them are uh, you know relationships that are, are pretty flash in the pan. So yep. I like to try to think that that uh, anytime I establish a connection with somebody, I will. I will remember your face at the very least, yeah. and then later on, I might see your face again on LinkedIn and say, "I know that guy" or "I know that girl," and uh, you know, and and be able to say, "Man, where where did I hit them up for last time?" Oh, it was over there. And so, you know, I guess I, what I'm getting at is that I'll see your face a lot more than you'll see mine, which is probably a good thing in your yeah. career. But uh, you know, don't don't uh, don't ever hesitate to reach out because I'm always here to help and guide and give people ideas as to as to how to find the best job. Absolutely. Well, and then again, I mean, so that's
0: why I wanted James on and then Elliot, what's going on? It's good to see you, man. Um, connect with Elliot. He's always Mr. Consistent on here. So, and the reason why I want James on the show is because James made a few comments on my LinkedIn post. It's like, man, this guy gets it, right? And and, and it's what he just said right there, right? We, we, he wants to help people. So again, any friend of mine, reach out to James because because uh, this dude gets it. So James, I want to go and dive into the topic today. And that's, um, in-house agencies or in-house recruiters versus agency recruiters. Right. And, and, oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I want to have more in-house because I don't know, like I'm uneducated, right? Like, what does y'all's day look like? What do you right. do all, all day? Right? Like for me, like, we're like, you know, HC's like, I got to meet all the people, right? I get all, <laughs> of it. All, I got to meet everybody. Right. right. And then like, right. I feel like in-house is a little bit more intentional. Like you said, I mean, listen, the, 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 the engineers James is going after for the record people is, is, is hard as crap to find like so much respect for James. I would love to pick his brain on how he searches and tries to find those people. Cause it is hard, hard work, especially what he's trying to do. But James, can you just talk about the in-house experience and what you're responsible for in a day to day? And we can kind of break that down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, um, excuse me, the, the difference in agency and, and corporate, you know, recruiting are night and day in lots of ways. And, and one of the ways that they're night and day is that in, inside a, a corporation, you have, a lot more levels of, of support and, and typically at an agency, you're kind of trying to do a lot of it yourself. Um, you we know, do all of it ourselves. James. Right, right. Oh, you know, I, in alone. some ways you, you could, you could equate it to lots of other industries where there's a, there's a, a, a pathway to go. If you're more of a solo, I can do all this myself type person, right. or if you're more of a person who likes to have that teamwork and that, that energy around you, you know, I think in-house has a little more of that for the recruiters and sourcers on this call. That's, that's the biggest difference I've found is that, you know, yeah, that team environment is, is someplace where either you thrive or, you know, to heck with the rest of these guys. I can I can do it all myself. Right. So I think that right. that's a, a good differentiator kind of from the top down. But day to day, you know, a, a corporate recruiter spends a lot of time trying to organize and, and strategize around what is upcoming in their mm. in their in their work you know, flow. So, you know, you're, you're talking with lots of engineers and lots of engineering managers. You're probably talking to a fair amount of candidates, and then you're trying to keep all that straight while you know while the floor is shifting underneath you. And, and one analogy I've heard lots of people use is you're kind of building the plane as you're flying it, right? Yeah. You're, you're trying to keep you're trying to keep a multiple things happening so that the end results are positive for the majority of the the interactions that you're having, right? You right. know, It it really really sucks for a recruiter, uh, corporate or otherwise, to approach candidates that don't end up succeeding. That's, right. that's kind of a waste of everybody's time. So I think the goal is to get as good as you can at, and, and, and better at, at trying to find that really small group of people that really want to work with you and work with your company. Right. Um, and you know, I think there's, a, there's an onerous on recruiters that, that you know, maybe they, they ghost you or they don't get back to you or they've got you know, not enough uh, information for you. And I, and I always kind of abut that with saying, you know, but the, the quantity of, of what they're trying to do um, you know, has to has to equal some quality as well, right? So that funnel right. kind of narrows. Yeah. And if you're a candidate that's looking at work, the best interactions you can have with a recruiter are finding out, being conversational, being an investigatory. I always say being curious. If you're yes. curious about stuff, yes. you're going you're gonna to succeed, right? Because, you know, curiosity may have killed the cat, but it's not going to kill you if, if you're a job seeker and you're curious. The worst that you can you can have happen is somebody says no to you, right? right? The best that you can have happen is you establish new relationships or you establish a pathway to, to applying and getting a position. Um, but, but really being curious, I find, is the best way for candidates to interact with recruiters from the in-house or from the agency. And with in-house, I think it's a you got to make sure to to pattern yourself uh, in in a, in the sense that you don't want to just have a flash in the pan interaction with the person that works at the at the company the recruiter like myself it helps to have some people that are kind of I would say repeat offenders people that bug me every year about a new job um, you know maybe they're maybe they're in a happy new you know job at at their current work but they're really interested at some point in working for the company I'm representing so they would come to me and they'd say I'm interested in this sort of thing and you know, I might look at their experience and be like, well, that's not quite enough for what we were looking for. You know, go get another couple of years where you're at and then right. call me. Right. And I think having a, an open dialogue with folks really enhances that that pipeline for recruiters, but also enhances the the candidates experience throughout the whole process and enables you to, to kind of get that get in there with somebody a little bit rather than. Well, another... and and I want to break
0: that down real quick. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. so I so I think this is the biggest knock to agencies and I applaud the in-house recruiters who do it well. And that's why I have James on the call. Cause I feel like he does it well. We don't, we agency, we don't really care. I mean, we do the good ones do, but for the most part, we don't care about the candidate experience. We don't. Right. I mean, it's, it's, you know, listen, you know, if James called me up, he goes, Hey, J-, he goes, Hey Taylor, I want to use Vaco and, 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 you know, partner with you guys to help kind of expand some talent. Listen, at the end of the day, like we're, we're just, I hate to say it we're flinging resumes to james and then james makes the decision and james walks that candidate through the process right and so james like correct me if i'm wrong i feel like you guys aren't focused on the volume that we are because right. you have to be intentional because you essentially and I, I talk about this all the time about brand and how right. important it is taking care of people through the interview process about your company's brand so can you elaborate on that because i feel like that's kind of the biggest rub and the biggest difference on both
1: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, as an, as an agency recruiter previously in my other life, you know, it is about the flow. It's about getting people into that job that you might potentially get a fill. Right. And, and you're getting paid based on that, right. You're getting paid based on how many people you can get into the, into the job and then what their salaries are is, you know, kind of equates to how much money you make on that, that sort of thing. In-house, you know, you're, you're looking at uh, more of shepherding somebody through the experience so that even if it ends up, you know negatively they're right. still pleased with the experience you know as 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 they can be or uh, as much as they can be i guess if 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 somebody is having a, a terrible time and they're applying for a company the chances that they say yes at the end of the day to the offer are really low the right. chances that the company has their act together in order to hire people around you if you do say yes are really low so you know that experience that that, that the recruiters are trying to give you is something you really should should try to try to take a holistic look at right and not every person you interact with at a company is going to be perfect we all know that sometimes you get a dud you know and they're just not somebody that that is going to run your you know run your stuff forward or they don't get back to you there's usually ways to go around those sort of people if you run into that at a company for sure. The one thing to be aware of is that if if you find that a lot of people are like that maybe there's kind of a malaise culture where people are just not really caring about it right so you like to see people care and I, i feel like if that's a usually a good indicator that that they like their job they like their place of work and they care about your experience as a candidate whereas an agency you know you just want to get the job done move on yep. to the next role and you know kind of keep your keep your your uh, you know your, your clients happy right if you right. will right
0: well and i think i think james i want to i want to drive home what james just said about caring Right. So many people ask me, like, Taylor, how do I find a good recruiter? Like, when do I know I found a good recruiter? Right. Well, one, it's a vibe. Right. Like, do do you do vibe? Right. Do you gel? Do you mesh? Whatever other term that's old people use these days. But vibe (laughs) is the new term. Um, But like the thing is, is like, you know, even talking to James, I can tell he cares. Right. And and I think that's what you have to have in a recruiter is the caring aspect. Um, James, I want to ask you this. And this is the question I get a lot of how can i approach recruiters how should i approach recruiters as a job seeker right so so let's break this down cuz this is probably one of the bigger questions i wanted to ask you about is how do you like to be approached right like i have so many questions i want to ask you but so start there how, how do you like yeah, to be yeah.
1: do you like people in your dms talk about it you know i i i like it i love it you know i think that there's there's <laughs> there's only so much a recruiter can focus on and do. And so I find that sometimes, you know, you, you, you can't get to everything you want to do. And a lot of times that looks like passing over maybe a DM of some candidate that didn't maybe do their homework about who you are before they reached out. Right. So just as I would do my homework on a candidate before I'd reach out, you know, try to do as much investigation on that recruiter before you reach out. When you do reach out to the recruiter, Try to try to dictate you know, what you want to have happen from that reach hour. Yeah. You know, rather than then just like, hey, I'm i in you know this this industry and I'd love a job. You know, it's like, okay, great. I, I, hopefully I can help you, but I don't have yeah. a lot of other context, right? So I like it when somebody says, Hey, I found this job on your website. This is what I think I'm good at. Here's my resume. You know, I'm available and you know, I'm happy to fit your schedule to, to have a chat, or we can just do this on DMs. And usually with candidates like that, I can I can leverage what they've sent me into the next steps. Right. Yeah. You know, Either that next step is, hey, sorry, this isn't going to work out for this role. Or it's, you know, I've talked to the hiring manager. I've talked to the recruiter on that role. You look like a great candidate and you just put yourself out ahead of a lot of the pack that is waiting in the application queue. Right. Um, and well, and hold so, on. Like, I, want, I want to <laughs> dig into that. I want to yeah. dig into that.
0: People are over, like, the recruiters, like, the, the job market's crazy. We're overrun. We got a lot of things we're doing. There's a lot of people posting their resumes. Applicants are deep. You're, so you have a little specialized field, so I don't, I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if, like, you necessarily have a, a ton of, I'm sure you have a ton of applicants. I'm sure there's not a lot of qualified applicants. But, like, right. do you, would you say that the, so the, the job seekers that reach out to you after they submitted their resume, do you take note of that? when you evaluate resumes in the ATS whatever you use
1: yeah you know there's there's two ways to think of that right and and i think every company every corporation where you're you're interacting with recruiters does it differently right sometimes right. if the candidate's already applied and in the system you know maybe you're more likely to be hands off if they've reached out to you directly and then they've already applied for the position they're interested in because in some ways you gave that you gave that recruiter an out and their their problem is no longer your problem anymore Right. problem your problem is getting a touch and getting it accepted and your applicant getting your application getting pushed through the system to that manager right. And so yeah. it might make a recruiter less likely to, to say, oh well, let me help this person out. If they haven't already applied, if they come to me before they've applied, a lot of times I can say, well let's suss this out before you waste all your time going through Ooh, an application I like that. And, and putting your your information in our system right and and, and once you're in the system, it's not. Uh, it's not going to do any any magic and say, "Oh, we're rejecting you because you don't have the right keywords." Or let's talk about uh,
0: let's talk about that too, right? <laughs> so yeah. beating the beating the ATS. And again, I'm all over the right. place, but I was so excited to have you on because because again, I've had all these questions. Uh, talk about that, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you that know that, you. Like you're the. It ATS. comes up everywhere. It
1: comes. It, it's 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 something that that is. I want to put rest to now. The ATSs are not smart enough. They don't look at your resume that right. hard. They, right. you know, there, there are maybe scoring or there's, you know, the level of, of years of experience or maybe your, you know, your, your degree or something, you know, has some weight to it. But almost every single candidate that I've seen come into the, our corporation has gotten looked at by a human. And whether you it's- You heard
0: it here first. Yeah,
1: right. yeah. it's not It's not an ATS doing the rejections. If you do get rejected, it's, you know, maybe they found somebody better. Maybe the job is closed and, and they didn't take it down yet. You know, I mean, there's a multitude of reasons why you wouldn't get a callback if you applied for a role. It's more, though, that that people think seem to think that there's some, some mystery and magic behind the scenes that really doesn't exist. And, right. and I, we would love, you know, shoot, if we had that, I would wave my magic wand at it every day. And I'd tell it to give me the best candidates. And I'd, because, you know.
0: Because, because I think that's what people think it is. Right. I think people right. think like it's this like wizard
1: sorting hat, Harry Potter folks out there, right? <laughs> like, right,
0: right. Like, like they think it's like Gryffindor or Slytherin. It's like, no, like <laughs> it, it's, it's James. Sorry. Yeah, it's yeah. it's
1: just James on the Just me. Ground. Sorry. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but, and uh, you know, I'm not yeah. perfect. I'm not perfect. You know, I think that, 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 you know, when you look at a role, when you look at, at who you're applying to and how you're applying, you know, one thing I tell candidates all the time is tailor your resume to the job description. That makes it so much easier for me to say, hey, even though this person only has a year and a half experience, and we really, you know, have been told by this management, we want three years experience, they're putting in the one and a half years, you know, for the bullet points that I'm looking for in my job description, this person's going to pass the mustard, right? Yep. So I'm going to, I'm going to send that person forward, even though they don't have enough experience per se to, to, to meet what requirements we've put on the job. Right. And so that's why you lots, lots of times you'll see in job descriptions even, don't hesitate to apply if you don't have all that we're asking for, right? So, so I kind of preach 50%. Yeah, yeah, 50%. And, and you know, maybe some, some level of, of, of interaction that you've had in the industry or with other people in the industry um, or some way that you're networking into the company. You know, right. I, I, I recommend finding somebody that does the job that you currently want to do. And trying to connect with them before you connect with recruiters, right? I'm listen, listen. Part of the reason why I have this dang live show is uh, is just
0: to for people to affirm what I'm saying to make sure I'm not crazy. <laughs> James just did that, right? so that's what I talk about networking, right? So, so let's say you've always wanted to go work for an a Tesla, right? Again, I know you roll your eyes, James. Great, another Tesla reference. <laughs> I Haven't heard that before, but like you know, if you want to go work for an autonomous vehicle, right? Rivian or all these other ones, right? If you if, if if you go and reach out to a principal engineer at cruise and be like hey listen like i've always wanted to like work at an autonomous vehicle company you know would love to chat with you for it, kind of my dm is like you know flattery admiration a specific amount of time a specific question right so i'd love to chat with you for three minutes to talk about what's kept you at cruise for so long
1: you so and you just kind of said that that would go a long way yeah that, well that... and and if you think about how that how that all, would transpire if that went if that went well if your message oh, well. you, that, ha- you that, have to
0: come like, with questions and be engaged right right <laughs>
1: right you know if that call goes well you know that person at the company is going to think high, highly of you as an applicant and maybe you're going to apply and they're going to they're going to push a lever or or you know be able to say oh i talked with you know with tim and and this is what it you know this is what it equaled right or right. Or maybe they're going to say, you know, hey, I don't have time for that. Yeah. And then you're going to know, okay, well, maybe that's a really high-pressure team. You know, I don't know if I want to start there at this company. Yeah. <laughs> right? maybe, maybe I need to start that's, somewhere that's
0: else. A, that's a great. <laughs> uh, one, one of my buddies um, here in Nashville, he was DMing people um, to ask questions at Netflix. He was like, right. hey, like, I got a question. It was really well stated or something. And he had a few managers, like, that were kind of rude to him. Yeah. And, and here's the deal. Right. At The end of the day, like it, they could be having a bad day. Things happen. Right. But, but this, but this individual kept, kept doing it, kept doing it. And then finally found a place and now he's at Netflix because of right. it. Right. So again, it takes some time, but don't be, don't be put off. Right. right. Don't, don't be put off. I, I think that's what I want to get across because everyone's like slammed James. I'm, are, are, let me ask you this. Are you the busiest you've been maybe in your career right now?
1: Oh yeah, you know, I mean, it is it is a it is a buyer's market in terms of being a candidate, right? Yeah. You have a lot of options. You're you're probably doing a lot of searching, and there's lots of different companies knocking on your door. So use that to your advantage as, as a candidate right now. But it is it's busy. So you know, it's not a if you don't come with the right setup, you're not going to win the race, right? right. Somebody else is going to win the race. And so your your comment earlier about how. You know, maybe you'd send that email. You'd set the time. You'd set the, you know, the the uh, the focus, and then you'd you'd flatter the person with, you know, hey, I saw you done this in the past, and I got yep. got to learn more about it, right? Yeah. And so those things are just, if you set it up the right way, your success chances go up greatly, right? Well, and it worked on James. James right here. <laughs> <I> guess, <laughs> hey, there James, you go. Yeah. I, I
0: loved your thoughts around this post. Would you be open to, you know, hanging out? And and right. and it worked. Um. So uh, a few more. I want to get to a few comments here. Elliot goes, people who care. Yep. The recruiters who say, let me help you improve your resume. The recruiter first said that to me, totally changed my mindset on recruiters. Exactly. Right. Like if you message James and like James, I've always, always want to work for an autonomous vehicle company. And James goes, Hey, that sounds good. Um, you know, hop on a call. It's not a fit. I'm sure James is probably going to give you a piece of advice. Yeah. And so, you know, again, the recruiters who care is important john it's good to see you man um jordan what's going on um uh jordan times i've missed watching these love your interviews thanks man i appreciate that a ton. um so so as we wrap up here i mean literally literally like, like we don't have a ton of time left um or actually we do we got a little bit of time left but but let's 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 talk about the things to stay away from as a job seeker um what what are just some things you see people
1: just crash and burn on you know there's, there's a multitude of things. There's so many things, right? Yeah. James, how long do we have? Yeah. 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 It's, you know, today in this day and age, there's things that people focus on that are old and outdated. And, and so I I think thinking about those first, right? You know, a lot of times I get the question is my resume is two pages. Do I need to cut all this out and make it one page? Who's printing a resume anymore? Is it really two pages It's just scrolling down, right? So, you know, don't sweat, right? (laughs) You know, move on
0: past it that that way before. Yeah, yeah, move on past that hang up. You know,
1: you're you're, going to be fine, right? You know, spend the time and the energy on the things that actually will equal results. And a lot of times that looks like really doing your research, right? Really being curious about an opportunity, an individual, a company. Um, And you're able to use those levers once you get further into the process Right. And, you know, a lot of times I, I recommend that it's it's a good thing to have interviews if they even if they don't work out, you're going to learn something throughout that process. Yep. And I think a lot of people shy away from it because they say, well, it's awkward and maybe I got to take some afternoon off of work. And, you know, that's that. And that's the other thing. If, if you're if you're presented with that opportunity, think of it as just as that. Right. An opportunity to grow. And, well, and I think. Yeah. I going
0: to interrupt again. Sorry, yeah. I sorry, interrupt a lot just cuz again that's what I talk about, right? I think there's I think there's a mentality shift that needs to occur with 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 the job search. Right. It it shouldn't be oh crap, here we go again. It's I get to learn something. I get to talk to new people. I get to maybe learn where I'm lacking, right? Like I I like there's such a negative like I I've become really big on branding and marketing over the last 2 years with doing everything virtual, but there's such a there's such a terrible Uh, brand around interviewing now. And I understand, I understand, but at the end of the day, you got to change your mindset. You got to
1: change your mindset. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. What else? What, 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 what else do you see? You know, the one thing that that popped in my head as you were saying that is, you know, changing your mindset so that, that, you know, when you are looking and applying and being a candidate for positions, you're, you're enthusiastic about it. You know, there's nothing worse than Low enthusiasm, and it's not—it's not a fake it till you make it. You know, if you're a low enthusiasm type person and introvert, and you know that this isn't your, you wouldn't get on with Taylor and 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 jump out here. That that's totally fine. You don't need to do that to be to be a good person or a good candidate for a role. What you need to show is that you have had a little bit of of passion behind your search, behind yeah. your your investigation of of the company and the role and things like that. And if you bring that to the table, you know, I always tell people in interviews, at least 50% of this interview is just psychology. It's not about what your answers are. It's about how you're interfacing with, with the people that you're talking with, because we're going to have to work together every day. You know, I know if I was going to work with Taylor every day, I'd be super stoked and I'd be happy about it because Taylor's been great and, and so much, you know, so much fun, right? So you want to look at that as a, as a job seeker. You also want to make sure to exemplify that somewhat, you know? Um, and, and it's, it's really silly, but when I first started out in recruiting a long time ago, you know, we used to try to cold call people and, and talk to them about stuff. And so, you know, you're really, you're really starting cold when you're, when you're doing that and you're trying to find any touch point you can with this person. And all you have is a phone number and maybe a name, if that, right? You so, imagine, yeah, yeah. Be- <laughs> you're, you're, so you're, you're kind of in the dark with your blinders on, you know, and you're like, well, how do I how do I make friends here? Right. So so figuring out, you know, how you can address somebody um, and break the ice. Right. Look at those icebreaker questions out there online. Yeah. Think about how you might talk about your background. So it, it gives inclusion or it gives that interviewer an opportunity to, to ask you some questions about what you do. Um, be interesting, I guess, is a good way to say it, but also be interested if you will.
0: Yeah. I mean, you don't need to bring it. You don't need to bring like, don't be inauthentic. Right. Right. So like, we're not saying like, you have to like, you know, you know, I don't know, just be completely fake it till you top. make it. No, yeah. no, no, like, none, of that. none of that. No, that. you know, you gotta, you know, <laughs> but like, here's the deal, right? Like if James goes, Hey, tell me about cruise, you know what cruise is. Right. right. James at the end of the recruiter call goes, Do you have any questions? You have questions. Right. Like it's those simple things like you're not on your phone while James is interviewing you. Right. You turn off notifications, you look at James in the, in the entire, and it's things like that that really make a difference. Um, Jordan right here. Um, it's often just as awkward for the interviewer, I think. And thinking that way helps me stay relaxed. That's so true. I mean, listen, that is, my, day, yeah, that is
1: the most true statement I've heard all day, right? It's so I, good. <laughs> you know, it's make so sure good. that make sure that you make them feel good. You know, that that's as as Jordan saying. You know, it's they're they're in an awkward spot. Sometimes it's they haven't done too many interviews themselves, right? Maybe this is their third job, and they've only interviewed at two other companies in in their whole, whole career, and so they're they're awkward trying to figure out how to how to be on the other side of that table, and so yeah. making them feel comfortable helps you stay relaxed and also kind of puts you in a position of a little bit more power in that right. conversation, right?
0: Yeah. I, I, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um, Elliot, dude, the take-home projects, the te- dude, the take-home projects that I've done has stretched me so much. Many failed interview projects become resume projects. I love that. I yeah. love that. And, and again, I mean, I think and this is why Elliot's been – I followed Elliot. Elliot does a great job of, of communicating kind of what he's doing online, and it's fun following Elliot's journey. Elliot's been a constant student of the game, and yeah. he, he takes every opportunity to learn. And, and and I think that's why Elliot has done so well getting his career started because he's been a student of the game. So, Elliot, I, I, I love that mindset. So, now, James, we are – wrapping up now. Sorry, I didn't mean to rush you. Um, but, uh, so just some last bits and nuggets, man. So obviously, you know, we've talked about the do's, the don'ts, what internal kind of recruiters do, um, a- anything else that you want to kind of impart on people here at the very end?
1: Yeah. You know, I, I think change is tough for everybody, right. And changing jobs is really tough. You know, I, I think going through change in your life, whether it's, you know, a, relationship or job uh, you know a, a, a birth the death whatever it happens to be you know change is not something that everybody can accept and, and deal with in the same way but I do, do think that in the job world you know change is a good thing and it, it, it spices up your life it might make things more challenging mm. or it might make things more difficult for a time but the those anytime you're feeling that difficulty you're learning and growing and so I think putting yourself in those positions you know it really helps you, you know, Elliot, Elliot, you know, mentioned that. And and I think that is something that you can continue to keep doing is putting yourself in those uncomfortable situations so that the next time you're in that situation, you're that much more comfortable. I love it.
0: I love it. Um, well, y'all, thank you again for hanging out with us today, James. Stay on real quick um, as uh, when we end it. Um, but James, thank you again, y'all, everyone. Thank y'all for tuning in. A lot of great comments, a lot of great questions. This is this is this is what I call my West Coast edition. So, so I'm gonna start calling it that. Because I'm getting a lot of people from the West Coast involved. And we always have to do a news show because it's really early for the West Coast folks. So this is Guidance Council 2.0 West Coast Edition. West um, Coast Edition.
1: I like it. Well, I'm, I'm coming to you from the island of Hawaii. So you're you're far west coast as you could you're possibly be, man. God, you're you're, God. A, you're, a, you're all the way. You went all the way this time. So next I next time, it. it'll be even better. I love <laughs> it. Yeah.
0: So again, go connect with James. Like I said, the reason I want James on, he said a bunch of great things. And, and, and I think he's, he's a great person to connect with. So go connect with him. Um and uh, yeah listen uh, this is the last so James you got my last live show for the next few days I am heading on vacation um, I took a PCR test yesterday I'm negative and I'm flying out and I'm going on vacation so um, y'all have a great one uh, and again thank you so much I appreciate it y'all y'all have
1: see you everybody hey
0: you did it you listened to an entire episode and I am very grateful because you know why there's a lot of podcasts out there there's a lot of episodes and i myself rarely finish an entire episode so i appreciate you so so much for listening quick reminder please rate and review this podcast in the app store i want this to be discoverable to others and the only way that happens is if you take the time right now and rate and review it please like right now unless you're driving then don't do it so thank you again if you need to reach out to me taylor at vaco.com or at tdessen on all social media handles And I hope you have a fantastic
1: day.